Welcome to another episode of The Cubic Report. This is a place where we talk to a lot of interesting people who know lots of things about lots of things. And today we once again have Carol Emerson Hill, who has been on here before. Carol is a Hudson certified coach specializing in career and retirement transitions. We've had a very, very wonderful podcast that's been very, very popular, listened to by hundreds and hundreds of people. And we talked about the subject of retirement, and we promised that we'd be back with more on this topic. So welcome, Carol. Well, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here, and I always like sharing information with people that will help their lives be better. I'm not sure where to start here. <laughs> you don't have to start anywhere. I just wanted to introduce you to say hello okay. here. Okay. I, I might, before we continue here, I might just say this. Uh, about Carol. I was uh, mm -hmm. a, a friend of mine uh, contacted me a couple of weeks back, about a month ago, Don Hooser, and said, Hey, I just heard a podcast with you and Carol Emerson Hill, as I've known her from the past. And I said, It was a fascinating podcast. And so he went on and on about talking about Carol. So I said to Don, who I've known for 50, over 50 years, and I said, hey, how about you doing a podcast? So we did. So this was a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about his life, and we talked about the various responsibilities he's had, especially working with addictions and uh, with a special website that, that he's had as part of our church. So we appreciated that very much. But anyway, I just thought I'd give you that little bit of uh, background. But well, we if I can just, could I just <laughs> add one thing in there? I just want to say that... Mr. Hosier has been so fundamental in helping me in my life transitions. And he has, I still have written, I rewrote some of the words that he gave to me about me personally and what, how I could do my life better. Uh, I've written it down and it's in what I call it my life journal. And I reread it, I read it to my husband and his words of wisdom are just you know, like eternal wisdom. And I, I'm very grateful for him. He's he's a wonderful friend. He's a very, very pure person. I, I, to, I to me, just really enjoy uh, over the years that so many things that I've done or written or whatever, and, and Don Hoosier has so often mm -hmm. responded saying, hey, that was really nice. We really appreciate that or, or that. And so when he yeah. commented about this podcast and about knowing each other, I thought here we have, here we have a, a people who, could connect in this way. It's been very good. <laughs> yeah. Well, we promised to you that we would give you more background information from what we had talked before. Now, when we, we talked before, we talked about Carol being working at, is, uh, with outplacement, with transitions, with people who were retiring in her work. She was very successful in that, and she commented how that was an amazing job, how it was really helping you know, people who were making these big transitions. And also she spoke from the heart, from experience, in that she had to go through the experience that she was advising others about. And, and both of us have, you know, both of us are, are retired or both of us have you know, made transitions in our jobs. And so, so uh, we thought this would be a good discussion. One thing is that in working with the United Church of God, you know, in, in the ministry, I have retired a little over a year ago now, surprising how quickly time goes by. But behind me, there are more than 20 other full-time career ministers that will be facing retirement in the coming few years. Uh, that is a big, big bite out of the workforce that we've had because we had so many ministries, ministers 
and other uh, career people in the church that have come in about the same time, uh, a span of about 10 or 20 years where there was a big number of people that, uh, you know, joined the workforce. And now they've come through, you know, getting married, having ch children. And now a large group of them is part of this group of retirement. And they're kind of looking at each other and, and uh, with a certain trepidation, too. You know, we all know that the day will come when our life's career will change. But then comes the question of what do we do? So Carol had a lot of interesting things from our first podcast that you can go back and listen to uh, on this list. So anyway, Carol, can you start and maybe give us a little bit of background where we're going with this today? Well, thank you um, for the introduction, uh, Vic. And yes, what I, you know, really wanted to talk about um, <laughs> successful next life journey, you know, retirement. Um, we, we all, I think in our, you know, 21st century life, our mindset about retirement, you know, it, it's, it's, it has, there's a commonness to it. And I don't mean, what I mean is we all commonly think in a certain way about the word retirement. And I, I wanted to quickly just, just think about present presenting some information about how we, you might be looking at traditional retirement. And that is that it's like with it's retiring, it's withdrawing, it's giving up work. It is winding down or it's like an extended vacation um, or maybe even, oh, wow, I only have a few years left to live. What am I going to do? And um, or maybe it's passive, you know, there's considering it's going to be a passive leisurely life. And it's it's so much more and not even this what we what we believed. And I think that the mindset there has contributed to what the statistics talk about when people do retire that their lives are shorter um and and because of the way that they look at retirement the way they see retirement and and so what i'd like to do is help you and and those who are thinking or considering this to look at it in a very different light um it's it's a time of reflection refinement it's a it's a time of finding yourself maybe in ways that you never did before mm -hmm. and actually you can you can actually contribute more now in a different way than you did before there's just a lot of different considerations to think about with retirement you know i mean people are in different spots you know when you mentioned that there are many ministers that are coming to the point of retiring well some of them don't want to Mm -hmm. And some of them are exhausted and they can't wait. So the experiences of these people on the other side are going to be very different. And so that's why I think it's important to stop and and consider one, why are you considering retirement? And and, and is it something that is being you're being urged to do? Well, one thing you know, you mentioned how different personalities would take it differently. It may be very, very wise to assess yourself of the kind of personality you are in the yeah. broad sense, mm -hmm. like introvert, extrovert, because they would take retirement in a different way. But to be mm -hmm. prepared for that so that it isn't like one size fits all of what right. you would be experiencing on 
the day after you retired. Right, right. It's really important to take to, into consideration who you are, how you do life. Um, I am an introvert, but perceived as an extrovert because I'm usually in front talking. You know, I'm, I'm, te- I'm a, I've been a teacher, I've been a consultant, I've been a coach. Um, and so oftentimes I have the uh, I have a platform and and so people will think that I am a extrovert and I'm not. Mm. Um, I, I need a lot of time between those times in order to, you know, to regroup. But people that are extroverted there, there can be a huge uh, void um, when there's uh, no stimulation. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then there's people that are in between, you know, so there's all kinds of ways that you can do some consideration and some thinking about, you know, just take some time for reflecting on what, what are you good at? Mm-hmm. What are your gifts? You know, people probably have told you, but you forgot. And sometimes when we're so busy with answering the phone and solving a problem or, you know, having different challenges uh in in life we we forget what we love and we forget what we're good at you know you, you want to stop and maybe get yourself a a book um a little journal and when something comes up that you love right just just jot it down you might just enjoy reading you know and you might enjoy research you know, but think about the activities that help you to forget yourself. I know that I would never have taken you. This is a revelation to me as an introvert uh-huh. because you uh-huh. always are so expressive and and you you are very very uh, caring in the way you speak about people. So I would never never have taken you as that. I know too. I'm taken as an extrovert, but I do know that I have my moments, and I have lots of moments where I just like to be by myself. You know, I, yeah. I, I like to stay home, and I like to read. I like to catch up on things. I like to uh, study on that. But also, I, I feel like there's a need to be around people. If I'm away from people for a long period of time, uh, a sense of loneliness or a sense of detachment and even discouragement and depression, you know, uh, can take over. So I feel it might be good if you could advise in some of these broad areas for people to assess, even in a general way, what kind of person they are, what type of activities to, uh, to consider for what they would do afterwards, perhaps even getting a little bit more specific. Well, I really think that you've got to look at some of the pieces of what you already have. So, you know, and what you, where you're at in your, in your life, how are you, how's your health? Um, Because that's going to impact the joy. It's going to impact your ability to, to make life uh, interesting. And, um, and so there, that might be an area where you kind of have to stop and consider and look at, um, it could be that you need to look at what kind of lifestyle that you enjoy, Mm -hmm. you know, what, what type of environment do you, um, enjoy being in? I mean, some people like to be busy with people, a lot of people around them. Some people don't. Um, do you have a good family and social network? Maybe that's an area that you want to look at and, and review. Um, you know, you might want to reconnect with your kids, with your grandkids. Um, you might want to be closer. Who knows? That may be a move that, that might be coming down the pipe. Um, you might want 
leisure activities. My husband and I, when we, I retired early. Um, and, uh, and so, uh, we decided to buy a trailer and we took the trailer from across the United States to the, the North Carolina and visited our children there. And then up, uh, we came home on, I think it's called the High Line, which is a, a road that, that goes all the way from, uh, across the North, uh, on the, the line of Canada and into Montana and then down. And, and so that's, that's kind of what we, one of the things that we did during our, the beginning of the retirement. Um, and so I guess you could call that a leisure activity. It was, it was, um, let's just say exciting. <laughs> I'm not much of an adventurer. My husband is. So that's the other thing you have to consider if you're married, you know, what are the, what are the things that your spouse likes and wants to be doing? Um, and maybe you want to learn something. Some people really enjoy uh, education, some kind of an education. Um, maybe they want to learn how to play an instrument or speak a new language or, you know, just take some kind of a, a, a class in, uh, in for me, I'm doing spinning, you know, it's a uh, wool, wool spinning and, um, and I'm enjoying it greatly. And so, but I, you know, I go to a, a class where there are some other people that are doing that as well. So, um, what about community service, you know? Um, and I, and well, before I'm saying all this, uh, Vic, it, that there's some people that would hear, are going to hear me saying this and going, their minds are not there yet. You know, they're still in, uh, to me, it was, I would call it snow, you know, like everything, even though it could be a wonderful thing to retire, they might face some confusion, you know, and, and I guess what I would say to that is just let, roll with it. Uh, it will end. You know, there's one of the classes that I took at the Hudson Institute, it was called the cycle of renewal and it's, and these are human, um, how do I say this different cycles, different places where people will find themselves in before they're fully aligned with their, what, what they know, this is the right place right now. But once you lose something, you're going to feel out of sync for a while. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it, it can, some people, an extrovert might not feel, uh, if they still have a lot of people around them, a lot of activities, a lot of things going on in their life, it may not be as have as big of an impact. So I guess what I want to say is that it's there, you're, you're going to be facing and going through different emotions, your spouse may be going through different emotions. And so looking and considering things like, let's say before we go, you know, ahead of looking at the the plan of, you know, what I want my life to look at, you might want to look at some rediscovery what are your dreams? What are the, what are the values that you have? What are your strengths? Do you have a mission? Um, I think that, you know, Greg Thomas's book is excellent to um, it's, what is it? The puzzle pieces of life. I actually have it on my bookshelf. And, and that is a, a, a great place to start is really doing some introspection. And it's very, it's very cathartic. It, it's like, now you finally have some time for you. Um, and before you were there for many other people and maybe very little time for you. And as Greg mentioned, creating a mission. And I, you know, I did that. I, I stopped after I 
got that listen to him and your podcast and you know my 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 mission actually comes from a very very dear friend of mine that retired and i'd love to share what she's doing in her retirement with her husband um at some point but you know part of it is the the scripture in uh, psalm forty six ten is be still and know that i am god mm-hmm. and she mentioned carol simplify your life take care of yourself at this time not others eat more simply take time out to exercise those are from pretty simple things that i just never did in that something you know how would you you know think that you weren't taking care of yourself but i looked at you know getting close to nature and i started to uh, you know i'm and i'm telling you this but it's taken me three years to really be able to sit down and write out what my what my mission is. Well, you if, know, I, what's important if I could to me. say, Carol, too, you know, last, last time we talked, you mentioned about taking care of yourself and, you uh-huh. know, we we're to love others as we love ourselves. And you talked about that. That kind of was a little bit just kind of spun around by that because I just don't think of myself in that way. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. Not that I'm not self-centered, you know, but I just don't think of that way. But after yeah. we did that podcast, I actually began to think about that a bit more, about what do I really like and what do I want to spend my time doing and what effect it has mm-hmm. on me psychologically and in other ways. And actually I've discovered a few things about myself that I hadn't known. And, and I think that this, t- this area of self-discovery is, mm-hmm. is, is probably spurred on by the fact that you do have time after retirement, even though you'll have a lot of things that you'll be involved in. You have different mm-hmm. ways that you allocate that time. And I have actually been very, very thankful to discover these things because I've been able to use them for for service and actually for self-improvement. That's awesome. That is so important. And <laughs> I, I think that that when we kind of d- d- discover what our interests are and what motivates us, we do, we do whatever we're going to do better. We may not be as tired. Mm-hmm. You actually might feel more energy um, because you're, you're starting to, I don't know how to say this. You're, you're in the flow with what God intended and, and, you know, he's a potter. And mm-hmm. so he's, he's kind of moving in and pushing and pulling and, taking things off and putting things on and we may not feel that but you know there comes a point when we stop and we really look at oh wow this is this is what god has done and so just because i like something doesn't mean i'm selfish it means that's what he made me to be mm-hmm. so retirement it can be a real amazing uh, time for I don't know. I mean, I, mean, I, I have some friends that, that actually retired uh, from uh, their back east, and he's the local elder also, and, and uh, they're in the Carolinas. And, you know, he actually really got into helping people with financial, being responsible with your finances. I mean, he, he moved into uh, into some things that he was really good at, and that is helping people to, to set up their lives for success and in a financial way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so, I mean, maybe this was kind of part of what he did before, but then now he has time. Now he has time to give in a different way. So you may find that you're, there are some things that you're doing, you're allowed to do that you really love doing. You know, I love making things beautiful. Mm. I never thought that was valuable. I just know I like doing it. 
And I know I'm an artist, but not the kind that can draw. I'm the kind of artist that can take landscape outside because I love outside. But, you know, I worked inside of an office and sat for almost 20 years or more. Mm-hmm. And I'm really very active, physically active, like to be physically active kind of person, but not, I don't like going to the gym kind of active, right? Mm-hmm. So, but, but so it's really, it's, it's a doing some assessment in this time. Stop. What are my dreams? What are my values? What are my strengths? What's a mission? What are my drivers? What motivates me? What are my interests? You know, so Spend some time there considering well, Carol, what, you know. You had mentioned about making, about Greg Thomas's book, Making Life's Puzzle Pieces Fit. It's almost yes. like a tongue twister. But I'm just yeah. looking at the 12 chapters, you know, the 12 different things. They are very, <laughs> very valuable and useful. And we did three or four podcasts on you those. You have done a minute. Listen to all of them. They're <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that Greg did a very, very good job, you know, of yeah. starting with right visionary goals, continuing education, maintaining health, on and on, to embracing spirituality is the very last one. And it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's excellent. Like I said, we've done 10 podcasts overall, but we did about three or four on this book, and we've done mm-hmm. on some others. But it, you have a chance to really, in a sense, life is not coming to an end, but life is opening up. And actually, right. in the broader sense, it is opening up. It's just it that you're, you're no longer working you know, for others. In a sense, you are setting your own pace and that goes I really feel it goes for everybody whether you've been an executive such as the kind of work that I had been doing or whether you were a factory worker or whether whatever occupation that you have had you have an opportunity to show a side of you that you had not been able to explore before exactly but here's the you know just a little caveat to that is if you if it hits you it did for me, Vic, for, for the last, for three years. And a lot of it for me had to do with the, the COVID situation because it really changed life. Who knows, it might've been a shorter period for me. But now looking back, I'm, I'm looking at, well, I, I needed to find myself. And I, and I know that sounds so corny sometimes. I remember I actually spoke for the Rotary Club um, a, a few years back and it was on finding your dream job. Right. And I was sitting at the table with, with these gentlemen and they were, they were kind of like making fun. They didn't know I was a speaker and they were making fun about, Oh, dream job. Oh yeah. Right. You know, and I'm sitting here, Oh, this is a great place to be when you're having to get up and speak in front of 50 people. Right. And, and so, but, but it's really, you want to look at God gave you, this wonderful life and an opportunity in a different way. But the thing is, is that when you, if you have your feelings are hurt, you're feeling down, you're feeling not wanted, you're feeling like nobody calls me anymore. I'm, you know, nobody loves me. That's not going to, that's, that's normal. You know, that's normal. And, and you'll work through it. If long as you don't let it grab you and take you down. Right. And, and so what I will say with that is, God also created us to be moving human beings, to be growing. Mm-hmm. And, and so growth is, it's, it's, it's important. You know, what doesn't grow starts to decline. And so he, we, we don't know how long God has given us. It's up to him. But what you want is to grow. Mm-hmm. And so, but also 
give yourself some time. I mean, if you need to uh, lick your wounds a little bit, sit and watch a silly program or read a, a novel, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Sometimes we need that, uh, our, our bodies, our minds just to rest and, and resting is, is super, super helpful for me. Resting is just, uh, going out and looking at the yard and seeing something that needs to be dug up or moved somewhere else. And, and I'm not thinking I'm not, I'm not on plan and, and that helps me. So you need to find out what that is for you. You know, what, what is it that, that will make you productive mm-hmm. from the net from you think about people that are productive i mean i i think we mentioned um jimmy carter mm-hmm. and how much he did after he retired he chose to do that he he had an, a huge impact on the world after his presidency you wrote a really great book called the virtues of aging yep i read and, that you, you told me you you suggested that i read it yes and he was 55 when he retired for the presidency <laughs> yeah yeah and it's amazing what what he was able to accomplish after that. Mm -hmm. And, and so, but some people don't want to do all that. You know, sometimes your accomplishment isn't going to be making peace between two countries. It's, it's, it might be sending out encouragement cards, calling Mm -hmm. people. I know, you know, our local pastor, our former pastor who's retired now, he's known for making phone calls to the people, you know, with, with love and concern and care. And I, they mentioned it to me, you know, when I talked to him, how he, he calls them, he checks in on him and he, he has a lot of heart for that. And it's, it's really what you do afterwards, um, after your retirement, it could look very different. It doesn't may not be as active as it was before, but it can still have a huge impact on people. You just don't know. I know that when, when I went to Ambassador College, you know, some of the lectures, you know, they were like motivational presentations, yeah. you know, about yeah. changing your life and transformation and so forth. And I remember one of the particular presenters who was just a very lively person. I mean, he he was he, he was very dynamic in his presentations, and uh, he he had mentioned about how. He was looking forward to retirement to where he could practice the things that he's teaching. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought, I thought that was quite a statement. I thought, oh, what do you mean? You don't practice them now? No, it's just, yeah. it was just a different phase to where you could kind of see the context of all the things that you're doing and seeing a broader sense and perhaps getting some trash out of your head, you know, that, yeah. that, that, that you could kind of purify. And then, believe me, opportunities do come your way. People do yeah. come before you. You have opportunities. I have found this to be very, very true You know, in, in my life. Just in the year plus since I've retired, I have had so many interesting connections, and mm-hmm. I'm just so very thankful for them. Well, see, here's the thing also to, to, to think about. I can tell you right now I, I have to limit because I'm so busy. So, But I was moaning and groaning about it before, like, well, I don't feel like doing this. I don't feel like doing that. I'm too tired. I'm this, I'm that, you know, it was really pouty. I, you know, I, I'm not proud of myself, but at the same time, I guess it's what I needed to go through. So not everybody's going to have everything like that show up as fast as you have. Right. So their, their experience, might be different, although it could be, you know, better right for them so i'm just saying if somebody's retired or they retire and the phone doesn't start ringing very soon 
you know, it's okay. Uh, you're not in the pipeline anymore. Um, you got to create your own pipelines. Um, and you've got to find your worth in, in God. You have to find your worth in believing that you're important and that you, you, you have, you have things to contribute. It's not like you're just, you know, laying down saying I'm done. You're not, you're not Mm. done. You know, the only thing in the Bible that I can recall, you probably know better than this, that they talked about anybody retiring was the the Levites. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but who knows what they did after that? I guess it probably was a, a different kind of lifestyle. I um, I don't think they just went and played shuffleboard all day long. No. You know, afterwards. No. I I do feel like there is certain wisdom that 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 you have, and the opportunities come for you to use that wisdom. I yeah. I know. I'll just take this more from the standpoint of, of faith. Uh, I do believe in the providence of all of our lives. I, I really do, uh, Carol. Maybe this yeah. is me kind of preaching here a little bit, but I do feel like no. God knows all of us very individually. And if we allow him to explore those things, you know, he, he will He will exploit, if you want to use that term, or use that in some good way. And by doing that, you'll find yourself having a certain fulfillment. It's mm-hmm. not maybe traveling somewhere to do something big and important or give a speech or do something great, but do something you know smaller in helping yeah. people. And you'll yeah. find a satisfaction in that that is beyond mm-hmm. words. I have found that over and over again. And mm-hmm. I, I know that since, since retirement, I've just taken the things that I have really, really enjoyed doing, such mm-hmm. as even this podcast. I, I love doing yeah. podcasts. I just love it. Yeah, it's the, great. The, and I've done 66 of them now. I think 66 or 67 of them since retirement. And I, I, I have no problem finding guests. In fact, yeah. you know, even your, our friend Don who's just said, well, can I do number two? I said, well, I said, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do that very, very, <laughs> very soon. I said, I don't want to have one and two side by side because people might think it's the same one and not listen yeah. to them. But you anyway, know, I, go ahead. I'm thinking of some examples, you know, of, of a successful retirement and look at Melvin Rhodes and his contribution in his, his his uh, blog. It's, it's amazing, you know, how he has such insight. And on your and here he is also being able to go to have ice cream or not ice cream with his granddaughter, but he's with her and, you know, being able to to, to be with his grandchildren. Life is different. It does slow down, but you still have an impact. You know, and I was just thinking about my my friends. I have um, uh, I'll name their names because they, you know, their their wonderfulness is a praise. But Jean and Jeannie, and I think they actually came and stayed at your place at the leadership conference. But they actually travel in their little big RV and they go. They call the ministry and they say, "Where are the shut-ins?" All hmm. over the all over the place. You know, in different states, in different you know cities. And they find, they get their names and they go visit them. And then they also go and meet with people that have been, you know, longtime friends that who were a former, a part, formerly a part of our, our organization or our church that aren't there anymore, but they go and they help them and they, you know, I know that they have actually picked up a widow and taken her back to their house and they're and these, you know, they're not spring chickens, mm-hmm. you know, um, and and they still they make this have this wonderful service of traveling and meeting with people and helping them. And it's, you know, there's they both suffered from tragedy. You know, they're they're both retired and had tragedies in their lives mm-hmm. and made such a difference. So 
I mean, there's just so many things that you can do. But I wanted to mention a, you know, a couple things that are, again, I think I mentioned it before. And one of them is you want to get your body in a healthy way. Um, because that is the, and I'm speaking to myself here, but it's the best, the vehicle. You know, if you want to do anything, if as best as you can, be as best as you can be in your with your body as long as you can, if you can take care of it, do so. So just just take that into consideration. It it'll catch up with you a lot faster if you don't if you don't take care of yourself. I know. Just be very careful what you eat and not self medicate in any way. You know, right. not to rely upon things. But I I also wanted to mention one thing. You know, we could do things that we've loved doing that don't have the downside. I know that in our job, we have certain responsibilities and there's always the very, very triumphant part of what we do. Mm -hmm. But there's also mm -hmm. the, the, the backside, you know, where you have the disagreements or you have uh, contentions or you have unpleasant mm -hmm. things or things you don't want to talk about that have to be dealt with. Guess what? After retirement, you can kind of forget that part of it. You know, let yeah. other let other people work with that. Let let other yeah. people try to fi figure things out, and you w work with the th with the aspects that you really enjoy doing. Because I've had mm -hmm. just recently here been asked to be consulted on a on a matter, and what are you going to do about that? I said, well, I'm not going to do anything about it. You know, that's for you yeah. guys. That's for you guys to figure <laughs> out. I mean, I did yeah. that. I did that for many many decades. Now I don't have to yeah. uh, do that. I can kind of walk away from it, and uh, you figure it out. And uh, it's your turn. <laughs> it's, your, it's, it's your turn. But I can still be yeah. very involved. I can think about it. I can pray about it. I can you know talk to people. I can visit with mm -hmm. them. And even one one thing is that several retired pastors are asked to be guest speakers in different places. And of course you could be mm -hmm. a guest speaker through Zoom. And I and I have actually attached myself to one congregation uh, via Zoom that's in Hong Kong. I do oh. I do a once a month church service to them. It's nine uh -huh. nine o'clock Friday night here. It's nine o'clock Saturday, uh -huh. Saturday Saturday morning in Hong Kong. And they have, you know, anywhere from 16 people 16 people or so that are connected and some of them meet in in one of the homes in uh hong kong uh -huh. and i absolutely love it i've just developed a real attachment to to those people so uh and, and i'm not officially the pastor enjoying the, the the human the people part of it that's awesome what a blessing and for them too so you know something else you might consider when you're in your time when you have finally some time is clutter mm -hmm. and so what is clutter well yeah we we easily can go to well i need to clean the closets out and clean up my desk but it's it can be more than that you know it could be um beliefs uh you know acquisitions of physical things or acquisition of of beliefs and we just had an experience recently which is something that we would call i i got this out of a book so I, I didn't coin this word, but I love it. And it's called a suicide. Mm -hmm. and, and it's so easy for us to collect information and assume. And I'll tell you a, a, real, a real wonderful story. And this involves my husband. And he grew up in, he had an assumption about um, a certain person that um, every time we would see him at the Feast of Tabernacles, he would point at him and say, 
character, Jonathan, character, you know. And then he said something like, Jonathan actually gave him a gift when he was in college at AC and it was a strong concordance. And so he would bring up, you know, oh, I can't believe you gave me a strong concordance for a gift. So Jonathan's assumption was, and I'm only telling you this because he gave me permission to say, I just want to say, but his assumption was, was that, you know, this person was, was, I don't know, kind of making fun of the the gift that he gave him and uh, the character meant that he needed to build character. And, you know, sometimes what our clutter is, is how do we feel about ourselves? And so the interesting thing that happened this weekend, he was at a leadership conference and then one of the main speakers got up and he said, I want to tell a story about a man who's made a huge difference in my life. And he started just really praising this individual. And he said, this person is in this room and he gave me this and he held up this red Strong's Concordance, you know, and it was my, it was, he was talking about my husband and Jonathan. Uh, and of course he was just, you know, in tears. And he, he just thought, wow, I was so wrong. You know, I was so wrong for so many years and I just assumed. So be careful, you know, you, you, you may have things in your head, belief systems, and this is a great time for you to ask God to help, you know, to clean that out, sweep the, sweep the room so that you can really see who you are and let God take care of, just like you're letting the, you know, new people coming in, take care of a problem. Let God take care of it if it's a problem. Mm-hmm. We, we have so many assumptions about ourselves and how we, how we come across. Let me tell you a story just from this past week uh, yeah. or just the last couple of weeks. It was kind of, kind of that way is that I was asked to speak in an outside, you know, outlying church area. Yeah, so we were happy to go there. And I don't speak like I used to. I used to speak twice every week, weekend. And mm-hmm. you, know, you get into a rhythm, you know, and how you prepare things and, and you do research and all that. But when you speak less regularly, you know, you, you don't have that same rhythm. And sometimes you feel like, hey, that was kind of a clunky <laughs> message. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I kind of stumbled, stumbled through it. Even if you're a professional speaker, you just don't uh, feel that. Well, anyway, I gave a sermon uh, <clears throat> about prayer. It, it really struck me because prayer is such a uh, common, I mean, it's so universal subject for, 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 for everybody who believes in God and Jesus Christ. Anyway, so um, after, after the sermon, I felt like I just, uh, you, you kind of sit down and you sort of wonder how people, you know, took it. I think mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of ministers do that. They're hard, hard on themselves. Anyway, so I kind of thought, well, I'll never get invited there again, you know, whatever. <laughs> then yesterday or the day before yesterday, I got a card from uh, one of the people uh, in that area who told me how much they appreciated the sermon about prayer. It gave her huh. insights in about how personal prayer can be and about yeah. how I equated prayer to the lifeblood of our life and the Word of God is the food and fasting is the catalyst and they said that was just a very very and and she talked about how she appreciated that she wrote me a whole like a card letter and i thought wow i didn't realize at all that it came across that way so Mm -hmm. so it was it was encouraging but here we're talking about uh 
you know, retirement and, and different things that we do, we're done at a different pace and a different way and perhaps mm-hmm. exuding uh, perhaps a different kinds of wisdom that comes from the practical. It comes from the hoary head, you know, the, the mm-hmm. older person when, when they say, say certain things. There are certain things, you know, we used to comment that if a young person said them, they'd sound very, very trite. Like I remember we had for years talked about the two trees, the two trees. Right. You know? mm-hmm. And if somebody younger that's all that they talked about. He said, come on, <laughs> let's move on. You know, what, yeah. what, what do you mean by the two trees? But our patriarch, you know, of the church for, for years, you know, that, mm-hmm. was, that was his ministry, you know, the two trees, and also the way of get and the way of give. It, it was simplified, mm-hmm. but coming from an older person who had a wide range of experiences and wisdom, it came across in a very, very thought-provoking way that was actually very motivational. And I feel that older people can be very, very motivational by saying certain things that are, I could call them simple or very basic, that could have right. a great deal of impact. Yes, yes, that's very true. And I think it's funny because we always, when we're we're doing, you know, speaking in some ways, we're always hearing our clunkiness, you know, and then when we re-listen to whatever we said, we go, oh, I can't believe I did that, right? So, <laughs> you know, I, I totally get it. And then you get somebody who goes, wow, thank you so much. You go, are you kidding me? <laughs> that's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly the situation. <laughs> oh, but I think wonderful. that, I think, I think that a person who comes to the stage of where they're no longer reliant on that as their mainstay, you know, to, uh, become one who has to prove himself by the things that they say. They prove themselves yeah. by the the value of the words themselves and how they mm-hmm. can impact the immediate audience or person that you're talking to. Well, and the other side of it, too, is the side that we don't have any control in, and that's the listening. You know, we have no idea what what people, how they're hearing us and or what has happened in their lives. So, you know, it's it's like this, I don't know, It's it's like a a puzzle or a, 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 a beautiful tapestry, you know, it's kind of all coming together with a lot of different elements. And that's what, you know, God's influence on listening and speaking can do for, for us. So, um, but anyway, I'm glad you're, I'm so happy to hear that you're being invited and, and you're getting involved in, um, and you're in this part of your personality, as you've mentioned before, is you like to you like to check the box and and do the projects and get things done and so that's definitely going to be an important piece you know that about yourself it's going to be an important piece of you being able to contribute you know in a positive way and somebody else like for instance me you know is it's looking at what what do i i love to make things beautiful and 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 so that might sound something simple i you know i have i have you know other people that i i have high respect for you know like um our former pastor in san jose you know retired from being working years at Ly- at at lockheed and then and retired and he used to do cartoon he was a cartoonist and he had a column you know, with his cartoons, and he's a wonderful writer, and he also serves a, the the church as a part-time pastor, um, and and he was a play critic. <clears throat> so we have this wonderful collage of areas 
of who we are that we can use. You know, my stepmother, Marsha, what does she do? She she used to write um, for uh, a column, uh, a um, uh, food column. Uh, in a newspaper. She's very involved in doing writing in the community that she lives in. She writes bios for new members who come in so people can get to know them. She drives people to the hospital. She's very active in the senior center. I mean, there's no, there's no grass that grows under her feet and she's in her seventies on the other side of 75. So, you know, she's just like amazing. She's an amazing lady. And, and so we, we, Look at who you are and ask God to show you, you know, what's next for me. Um, and try so hard, you know, it's, it's so hard to, to think about this, but you know, it, it you matter, you know, you're, you're important. You're, you're somebody that God picked. You know, and you've got all kinds of things. And sometimes we had to push those aside for many years, but let them blossom. You know, I never forget this plant I walked upon and it's, I think it's called the hundred year plant, century plant. And it blooms once every, every hundred years. And do you know, I was there at that moment and I was just like, I can't believe that. And so we're not all Carol. We're not all Victor. We're not all Jonathan. We're not all, you know, we're, we are so like individual. And so don't compare yourself, but, but see what you can bring. Okay, Carol, there's going to be people here, be listening to this, I know, who will be saying that I am facing retirement in a year, two, three, uh, whatever. And mm -hmm. what, what immediate advice can you give them for somebody who is just hearing this? and who knows the specter of retirement is coming. It's inevitable, it might be mm -hmm. welcomed, but just some things to really kind of put their mind in, in, into a mindset that's most healthy. What would you recommend first? Well, you know, I really would, um, well, one, I would recommend reading, you know, it's a book by Greg Thomas. I think that, that that has some really, you have to look at it, not from a perspective of, let's say I'm gonna to go to work again, but from the perspective of life, I think there's some really good books out there. You know, there's there's a um, a book called pa New Passages by Sheely, and mm. it's talking about life's passages. There's there's a really great book. It's called Do What You Are, and it's based on the MBTI Myers Briggs personality type. You know, and that gives suggestions, mm -hmm. um, like like areas of focus for the future. Um, there's Revisioning Your Retirement by Ken Dykwald. And so, and there's another great book I really enjoyed. It's called The Art of Possibility by um, uh, it's, it's Xander. He's actually was a conductor of the Boston Philharmonic Orchestra for a long time. He and his wife um, wrote a book called The Art of Possibility, and it, and, and inside of that, he talks, it talks about seeing what's coming from a very positive perspective and um and so those are things that i would consider doing um get sometimes we need some structure you know one thing that happens when you leave and i think that was one of the biggest things that was hard for me is i like i need structure and i think we all need structure we may not like it i like to be free inside of my structure but when there's no structure i'm like i could do anything and then i don't feel like i'm making any headway so 
structure can be a book. You know, structure can have a book that has some kind of an assessment in it. You know, might do a personality, some personality assessments. There's all kinds of those out there. The MBTI is good. Um, there's a Strong's um, um, uh, Strength Finder. There's the um, uh, uh, Enneagram. Um, and it shows your weaknesses and strengths and things to consider. And those are just tools. That's it. It's not like we need to grab onto these and go, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm an extrovert. I'm an introvert, right? It's just like, I'm a combination of a lot of things. And this is going to help me to understand how I can be, uh, have a better life, you mm -hmm. know, whatever it is you choose to do. So I would say that some assessments, reading some good books. Um, I mean, I've definitely, I've, I've got a car, a 52 uh, card deck that it has words on it that, you know, are, you know, things like, like, uh, what do you know, what are the kinds of things that I want a life I, I want and, you know, has terms on it, like simplify, having alone time, feeling my work counts, connecting and caring, regular exercise, using my abilities, you know, those are all on separate cards. So anything that can help you prompt thought, Mm -hmm. um, and, and say, oh yeah, it, it'll help you because hmm, our minds <clears throat> are in the, in the mode uh, that we were, we have been doing for many years. Right. So once that mode stops, you, it's like, I don't know, I don't know where I am right now. It's kind of like, I, 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 it's like when somebody loses their job, um, I, <laughs> I had a, one of my clients I actually just met with yesterday. He's not my client now, but he was formerly. He said, yeah, he says, I went from hero to zero, you know, lickety split. <laughs> um, and so all of a sudden you find yourself standing there going, ah, what do I do now? Uh, and it's like getting off the boat in a foreign country that nobody speaks your language. So it, it can be confusing for some, but just stop, take a breath, rest a little bit. And then get some good books, you mm -hmm. know, read of hope, whatever it is that lifts you, mm -hmm. you want to move into that. So those are some things that I would suggest. Yeah. And you want to get into the reality of things. Uh, sometimes we need to come off of a high horse mentality that somehow we're somehow unique. Uh, one of my favorite expressions there is the shortest quote. Remember, you are unique, just like everybody else. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that. You know, we, yeah. we we all have strengths and weaknesses, and and, yeah. and just kind of join everybody else, and yeah. you know, and be thankful. I, I would say that I've seen some things that have been written here about dealing with difficulties. Be thankful. Be thankful for what you have. Be complimentary mm -hmm. of others. Show attention to others. Show attention to peers where you may have been competitive and jealous or envious or you know mm -hmm. that type of thing. But really reach mm -hmm. out to them. This is very very mm -hmm. healthy and. There are things that we say, someday I'll get around to changing this about myself. Well, this is a yeah. good time. This is, this is a great time because time is running out. But you know, yeah. you need to, those things are very healthy and give a sense of mental wellness. I think it's a good time for forgiveness too. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think a lot of us carry burdens. Um, and even though we think we've forgiven, we still have, um, we still have some burdens with with certain individuals and it, it's just time to let it go and and you know let it go and let god and, and sometimes and sometimes it's going to a counselor 
you know, sometimes you might need to talk with somebody. It could be a former minister that you know that you have, you know, good relationship with. It could be a friend, you know, somebody. But sometimes we just need to talk, and that's helpful too. And I know that you can make this a positive experience. I've seen it. I, I, but I also know what it feels like to be in the tank mm -hmm. and to feel not useful, not. You know, in fact, I can't tell you how much it made me feel good when, when I got a, an email from a, a former client that said, hey, I'm traveling through Bend. Do you want to have coffee? I'm like, wow, that'd be great. You know, mm -hmm. the other thing, too, that I was thinking of, um, since there's so many ministers that are going to be sometimes there's they could start a small group on and, and it could be like, hey, let's meet, you know, on, on a Zoom meeting and talk about what we're up to. You know, that has helped. In fact, one of my uh, one one a gentleman that I was familiar with in you know in my career was he actually did that when he retired. He started an executive networking group where he actually uh, they they helped each other, and it was really helpful you know to individuals who were in the job search thing. And these were executives, but you can do that also with you know the people that have some similarities in what their backgrounds that what they did. Just sometimes having, you know, talking with people that are going through the similar things and they have solutions or help or whatever. It's great. It's and it's a you might miss not having that connection once you step away from it. And, you know, you live in Cincinnati, so there's a lot of people there. That's kind of like the hub. But out here, it can be really lonely you know, mm -hmm. in, in these small uh, local areas. And it's, it's, it, so sometimes you might, somebody might consider doing something like that as well. I can tell you that that really, really, really makes a difference. Well, I do wholeheartedly, you know, support that. It would be a very good idea. Some of these ideas we should probably, you know, put in some form. We could maybe include them in notes and maybe another podcast on the road here. Okay. Uh, Carol, because you're, you're always so full of ideas. Uh, you mentioned about forgiveness. It's mm -hmm. interesting that at this point in life, it, I was reading about some uh, Japanese generals after World War II that, mm. uh, that had committed atrocities you know, in the war and just felt a great need to expunge that from themselves, to confess it, to get it out, you know, of mm. their system. They wanted to be right. They wanted to forgive. And yeah. the, the the forgiveness that even was done between the commanders at Pearl Harbor where they had the anniversary there where they forgave, you know, each Aww. other for, you know, for what happened. I thought that was just absolutely wonderful yeah. for, for, for uh, you know, for human beings. I know that in our careers, too, we have, uh, you know, Un unsavory things have happened between people, you know, in, mm -hmm. in very tense moments where irresponsible things are said and even done, you know, between one another. But it's time to forgive. And I know that several years ago, a, a person was tr traveling through, and I thought, and he, he called me about something obliquely about mm -hmm. uh, some resources we had. I said, why is he calling me? You know, we ended up on very, very bad terms, you know, a long yeah. time ago. And yet, you know, he called and he wanted to discuss something, which really, I almost felt like it was an excuse just to talk. And so we got together and we kind of discussed something that happened decades back. Wow. And, and, and we're able to hug each other and say to each other, I forgive you. 
He said yeah. that he, he asked he said that to me, which I was surprised, and then I said it to him, and it was just very very cathartic, you know, very clean. But it comes at a point in life when you're no longer in that, you know, but it's in that phase phase of life at at retirement where you're no longer involved with the day to day. Mm-hmm. Even though at that time I was still, you know, in that work, but I feel like it's very, very important to to you say know. to get these things right. Maybe you can't just write to them, but I feel like it's important to let go. And and even as Christ said, forgive them; they know not what they do. <laughs> you know, but to yes, let go. it's so true. I, I feel I feel mm-hmm. that book, uh, Total Forgiveness, is so good. You know, mm-hmm. to where you rid yourself of the burden of anger, hatred, you know, animosity mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. really hurting you than anybody else. It doesn't mm-hmm. excuse what has been done. It doesn't deny it. It doesn't, you know, have it, have it go away necessarily, but it's no longer your burden and it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah, it's really true. And I know, you know, I think that, uh, I mean, you, when you read about Corey Tenboom and what she went through and the forgiveness that she had to do for the individuals that caused her sister's death, and, you know, we all have people in our lives that maybe have been a long time thorn in the flesh. But I can tell you, you know, Paul was a thorn in the flesh, too. Right. And and look how he turned around. So we just have to let God do his stuff. And we need to ask God to, you know, help us. I've prayed in certain instances so much about certain situations and You know, when I look back over the many, many years of having this, the problems, um, I, those people are not the same people anymore. Mm -hmm. They they are, they're not the person that I didn't like, right? They're the Mm -hmm. person now that I love, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and and it's like, wow, this is, and I didn't do it. (laughs) So anyway, it's worth it. And not to be miserable when you're unhappy about somebody either. That's, you know, no fun. Well, Carol, it's been really wonderful talking to you today. I always just enjoy talking to you. Is there any other final words that you would like to say oh. for this segment of our discussion? Boy, I don't know. I think we've, I think we've said a lot. I, I just think, you know, meet yourself where you're at, sit down and, and, you know, put your feet up for a while and, and relax and just kind of like uh, take a breath. Sometimes depending on if you're really, really exhausted or tired, if you really want to get going, find a good book and, or a mentor or, you know, get involved in some things that help you to forget yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good. Well, thank you very much, Carol. It's just always a pleasure talking to you. And uh, I'm sure that our listeners will really appreciate hearing from you this time. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I always enjoy it. And I love listening to your podcast too. They're, they're all so informative. Thank you. Take care. Thank you for listening to us today on The Cubic Report. We welcome you to share this podcast and tell your friends about it. We can be found on a variety of platforms, including Apple and Google Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audible, and many other platforms. You can easily find us at any browser address box by typing in the words, The Cubic Report, and there we are. Remember, Cubic is spelled K-U-B-I-K. We'd love to hear from you. Write to us at vcubic at gmail.com. That's V-K-U-B-I-K at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. Come back soon for more.